It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. We are back, baby. Bashmania 182 presented by Attack. Download the Attack app and level up. ATAC Attack on Instagram, Twitter. If you want to follow them on social, it's like having a trainer in your pocket. Can't go wrong. Download Attack. All right. It's Penn State, Iowa. Tomorrow night, Willie the Brain, Fellers the Fellers the Bill. (laughs) (laughs) How you guys doing? I just got this one out of the shop. Out of the shop. What shop? It had, had a spring bill on it for a little bit, but it's back. Treasure so you guys, are you guys excited for Spencer Roman tomorrow? Oh yeah, it's going down. It's going down. You know the obviously every year Penn State Iowa is going to be fire and it's going to have its own. You don't even have to hype it really, um, but it kind of it kind of snowballed. It kind of took root. When I was wrestling Wisconsin and this the situation that happened, the scenario that happened where, you know, they had a couple backups in and Assad got upset by pin. And by the way, he was, that's the only pin I've ever seen. Some of the shores, not on the map. That was the quickest pin ever. But I tweeted because, because it was Wisconsin and Iowa were so like, um, down to the wire, I tweeted, uh, guys, make make no mistake, this is Penn State, I was a thing. Just because they're having a close one with Wisconsin, you got to look at the context of it. And then people started talking, and I, I think the hype for this one has been a week long. Like, we, it, last weekend didn't even get over, and this is starting to been, be hyped up. So, um, it's Jersey pretty, Jerry. Jersey yeah, yeah, I was messing with him a little bit. I was trying to mess with him, and then people were like, uh, Willie, don't be a gatekeeper. I said, bro, I, I I love the fact that he's tweeting about wrestling. Ain't at, at, at the end of the day, it's the hypothetical, the people talk about the sport. It's it's, it's good. It's great, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, Spencer ain't bumping up. Like, <clears throat> there's one thing to say, oh, Spence, Spencer should bump up. Like, there's one thing to say, we would like that match. And another thing to say, Spencer should bump up. Spencer bumping up makes no sense to anybody whatsoever. Yeah, I don't understand. If you want to say that you just want to see it fine, don't say that it gives Iowa a better shot to win the duel. No. RBY said you can see it maybe on (laughs) pay-per-view. That's where it should be if it happens. Put it on a put it on a pay-per-view card. Let let somebody ante up for that. I mean, I I, I saw a lot of narrative. I mean, I think this is a, a... a story you hear over and over, maybe like people trying to be knock Spencer a little bit. The narrative of, of well, Spencer's never beat anybody, 125 so weak. Um, which you know, Penn State fans, I'm gonna throw a zing to start this, maybe. Like, if you look at you know, David Taylor's best one in college against Spencer Lee's best one in college, you can't say who's he beat. You really can't. I do think it's funny. You're right. Like, I agree with you in the sense that like 125 has been weak. It's also not Spencer's fault. And I think people kind of confuse those two where it's like, yeah, the, the kid has a hundred percent bonus going back to like 2019. It's crazy. I don't, some, some of that's just people not going to the weight because he's there. It, but, it's not, it's not that he's winning. It's how he's winning. I mean, that's why, I mean, if he's winning three, two, you're not, I mean, he's winning, but you know, you're not getting near as much traction, but how he's doing it. And the level of dominance, that's, that's just kind of what makes it interesting. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, he's got, what, seven pins now in his last eight matches? And the, the non-pin was a was a four-minute tech. I mean, I haven't seen somebody get that many pins in a row since Bo did it, 2019. I mean, is, yes. it unrealistic to, is it unrealistic to say that he could pin his way to the semifinals of the national tournament or finals? I mean, at this rate, no. No, not at all. No, I don't think so. I think – if Spencer too has the idea to pin and that's how he wants to win, I, I 
think that's very likely. I mean, I, I kind of like the, I kind of like him like letting loose a little bit, like maybe let a little bit more of his personality through, and you know, I told him that. I told you did? Him. Well, that must have been the change. No, I told him <laughs> that. I, I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's doing it because I told him to. I, I'm saying that after he, he he has done this, he has shown a little bit more um, of a mean streak in him. He's shown a little bit more uh a personality and i said hey i like i like it spencer i like that you're doing that because sometimes i think that spencer knowing he was the face of the program trying to be a little bit too diplomatic and um he's been a really good face of the program he's been a really good spokesman but at the same time you know you you watch it and you're like nobody's that happy and satisfied and doesn't have a chip on their shoulder at all, you know, at some point. And I think he's showing that chip on his shoulder once in a while now. And I like it. All right. So let, let's get into the dual pick. So obviously we're all picking Spencer by. Well, we're going to start. Let's not start at 25. That's kind of boring. All right. Where do you want to start? Well, how does this work anyways? I mean, I, I know they'll probably start at 25, <laughs> but, but, but what's the new scenario? What's the new scenario? Like they, if you want to draw and whoever wins the draw gets to pick or how's that? What's the new, uh, they're going to start at 25. I think Penn State always starts at 25. When was the last I, time there was a Penn State duel at Penn State that didn't start at I mean, 25? Wouldn't it be – I mean, if if, if, if I was Cal, I'd start at 33. <laughs> I mean yeah, – <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it would be. So 25, I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you going at 25 here, Brain? Well, I'm – you know – you're obviously taking five or six. I'm just going to say six. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a pin. I think it's a Spencer pin. I mean, you can't see, you can't see, and this is no disrespect to Steen or anybody else, but you can't see Spencer pin number three, number five, number seven, and, and say he's not going to pin. pin. Glory in those rankings, by the way. I don't know. He only identifies him with three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> 25. All right, so, uh, so 20, 25. I'm going pin. Who's, who's not taking a pin? Yeah, you have to. Six in a row, like you just said, against what, number three and seven the same weekend last weekend? Let's see. You know, I, I think pin. First of all, fellas, you're not going, are you? No. The top, huh? What? I was going to go to the duel, but I just flew in from Cincinnati last night, so my arms are tired. I'm going to fly back out. Cincinnati? Yeah. Were we at the Bengals game? I was getting burrows from ah. the get up for the weekend after he took out the Bills. Bash, you're not saying that uh, Cincinnati had an advantage because they were wearing white jerseys, are you? Who said that? Some some some. I uh, hate I hate the Bengals cool. after Eli Apple. He's the biggest scumbag in the NFL. He's a scumbag. All um, right, you're not going either, Willie. We know you're not going. I'm you're going. Not I'm, listen, I'm telling you're you, not you you I'm actually, actually, I felt bad yesterday because I, I bought a new computer and I'm screwing around with my computer and I'm getting my iMessages on there and it screwed up my my contacts. And I sent you a message to say I sent you a message, fellas, and said, call me. But somehow it went to Thomas Gilman and Thomas Gilman called me. <laughs> did, you, did you give your phone to Thomas Gilman? No. Well, I don't know. It went to Thomas Gilman, and Thomas Gilman called me. Anyway, I'm going up there right after the show. Are you wearing the Are you wearing the Canadian tuxedo, or what do you wear? Canadian tuxedo. No. Yeah, your usual blue denim like shirt with your, with your blue blue and your, and your blue. Right, people people aren't. Are you going to Penn State, Willie, or not? <laughs> I'm not. What you call it? I don't even have a denim shirt. <clears throat> All right, let's let's stick to the picks here. Nobody tunes into Bash Mania for travel plans. I've learned that. Well, listen, right. <clears throat> we're twenty minutes in. We've picked Spencer Lee to get a pin. Okay, I mean, all right. <clears throat> what? What do you want to say? No, nothing. I mean, I hate I'd hate to have any depth to anything. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Willie, are you were. Who's going at thirty-three? Is I were going to put Teske or Schreiber out there? I think you see Schreiber. Why do you think that? I just think that Teske's been battling some injuries. I think that he had two, two pretty good wins last weekend. Um, I don't have any insight on that. I just. Well, do you think that, and I don't really have much of an opinion on it. Do they wrestle Friday, Sunday, or just Friday? 
They just wrestled Friday. Friday. Okay. Well, maybe Teskey then. Um, do you I, think that one or the other, Teskey or or Shriver, limits bonus more? I mean, the, here's the thing. I think Roman America, majors either of them. It's three or four here, right? It's three or four. We're not talking about a tech. We're not talking no. about No. But four is important here. I mean, I think right. I think this is last big duel of, you know, Roman's career is a you know, I don't know if it'll be sold out. It's at eight, I think it's eight thirty start, so maybe half the fans have to be home by then. I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> but I assume it's gonna be sold out. I mean, if you would pick right now, Roman to have a, a major. Teskey and Roman are good friends, though, so there is an element of knowing each other pretty well. I, I do think Roman gets the major, regardless of who they put out. But I, I think it's for here. is very active, though, too, right? So uh, part of me thinks that Roman capitalizes on when you're active. 100%. So yep. part of me thinks that um, Teskey might be more of a bonus liability. And those rolling around, those scrambles he's been scoring a lot on, guys getting his legs, leg pass and stuff like that, probably not high percentage against Roman. Right, that's right. That's right. So I'm going to go pretty active, you know, motion wise. So is he going any injuries? I'm going for here. Are we all in agreement? Six, four after two. Correct. I think so. Yeah. You should label this the coin flip duel. Because well, Let's it really get to is. the coin flip when you get to 141. That's well, not a coin flip. Well, the, here's the thing. That's why, you know, there's people that the perception that Penn State's been winning and Penn State's on a roll and Penn State always wins now. Um, and so when I, you know, when people say, oh, Iowa, Penn State's going to be great, uh, people come out of the woodwork and say, oh, Penn State going away, Penn State, no doubt. Look at the matchups. Look at the matchups. There's no way that you can, with a straight face, say this is a comfortable Penn State next topic duel. Now, I know if Penn State wins seven matches to three or six, you know, people are going to say, I told you so. I told you so. You cannot say that going in. Agreed. There's a difference between there's a difference between what the expectations are, the reasonable expectations are prior to a competition and what those results are. That's why we watch sports. But if you come in here, coming into the duel, you can't say with a straight face that 41, 49, 57, 65, 97, 285. There's six matches, guys. There's six matches that no, no win either to either side would be shocking. So yeah. I don't get the people saying next topic. 41, uh, Edge Iowa, forty nine. Okay, you gonna go through with all your picks right now, or are we gonna have a show? <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm not making picks right now. I'm trying to. Well, you said Edge Iowa. I'm setting yeah. the stage. It's not I'm an edge though. Stage. I think I think Bo Bartlett's best wins over tw- a 21st ranked kid this year, and historically, Bartlett. I mean, what's? Well, I just think I just think that I just think that real is. You know, there's maybe some. I think he scores points. I think that he does well on big stages. And well, all, all what my point is, Adam, is this is why the duel is being. This is why the duel is fire. Is because there's so many toss ups and it's one match. I'm not saying. How many times did you see one guy who's clearly an inferior wrestler? Um, beat a guy who's clearly a superior wrestler, and that's why duels are wild. I, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't mean for somebody to win in a duel does not mean you're the better wrestler. It means you were the better wrestler in that seven minutes. And that's why duels are crazy. And so what I'm saying in those six matches that I listed, if either of the guy won, would your mind be blown? Would your mind be blown? No. If Bartlett beat or Van Ness. I don't think think 41's, for me, 41's not not a coin flip though. Well, 41 for me. Bo looks great down at 41 and similar to other weights where you're limited to your competition. Bo has not really had a tough opponent this year. He hasn't had a top 10 opponent. I think it's what I'm saying tough. His closest match was against another Penn state guy. Yeah, it hasn't been. So I don't think Bo at 141 looks phenomenal. Real had a close win over Swiderski and a close win over. Brock Hardy. So I this match could 100% in my real, opinion go either way. Real won a match this year and where he lost the takedown differential 0 to 1. So 
what I'm saying is you take real, I'm taking real nine, four uh, is a team score. But if Bartlett wins, I'm not, my head doesn't explode. I mean, Bartlett's biggest win of his career, right? Would you agree with that? It would be. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bo gets the win here. Oh God. Get your Penn State hat off. <laughs> Who he beat Brock Hardy by two. Brock Hardy's listen. Brock Hardy won the Cliff King. Listen, listen. No, WrestleStat has no hat on. WrestleStat's prediction in this match, take it for whatever you want, is Bo Bartlett beating real 5-4. Yeah, that's You're telling me you really. couldn't see a 5-4 win, Bo? I could see a 5-4 win either side, like Willie just I said. I haven't seen him get two takedowns against somebody ranked in top 10 since he's been, I mean, that's probably. He hasn't faced any top 10 opponents. I'm not year. talking this year. I'm just talking total. But I think at Bo 149 Bartlett, versus 141, it's a little bit different. It Bo might be. win this match. I'm taking real. I know Bo can win. So it's, uh, I have, I have nine, four. Great. I take, I take real in the decision. And, and so Bash is taking Penn State. Is real going? Did your check clear? No. It's, <laughs> what's that? Oh, the bags are packed. Are we sure that real is wrestling tonight? I mean, your check has to clear first. I, according to many of them, that's according to many of them. Yeah. No. All right. All right 149. Murin. I guess it doesn't take rates open. <laughs> 149 max Murray and shane van ness Here's i think this is i think this is two similar styles guys wrestle hard but it, 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 basically it's a senior against a freshman with the same styles and i guess it's, I, I would say this comes down to third third period takedown either way i, I, I agree I, I don't know what the hell to make of this match. I don't think either guy shoots enough. I think they hang on the head, hang on the head, hang on the head, hang on the head. Um, do, you give, do you give a home field advantage to Shane? Like, Murren's the senior, so you kind of give the experience edge there, obviously. If this was at Iowa, I think I lean towards Murren getting the win. They've both lost to Gomez this year. I, I too, think Murren wrestles better at home. but I think it's going to – I mean, it's, it's also – you know, it's going to be Van Ness's. I mean, I know they had Michigan there last week, but there wasn't the magnitude of the duels was a lot different, right? So you, there's also a lot of young guys in the lineup that are having the first, first really big, big stage. Um, you know, I don't think Iowa has historically, I mean, Iowa won to Penn State, I think maybe 2018, maybe. But I, I, uh, historically at Penn State, I'm going to be safe here. I, I think that Van Ness can win. I'm taking um, Mirren because he's the senior. I'm just going to say. I'm, I'm taking Mirren because he's a senior as well, and that makes the score 12-4 for me. Yeah, I'm taking Van Ness. I agree with WrestleStat. Their prediction, 5-3. I like that. I like that score. I think this, this is going to be a very – I think a late third-period takedown is a very good prediction. Last week, Bryce Jordan Center – these three freshmen at Penn State did really good, kind of wrestled through those jitters. I, I think we see that again. I mean, the other I, thing I, is, is can Mirren, when we see Mirren have success in the past, you know, like last year, a lot of people people were complaining after the ball, about the bout at the ballpark. You know, Mirren, he was really committed to and diligent on getting that one minute riding time we've seen against G Feller. I think that's something he has to get back to really committing to the ride that we haven't seen thus far from. Shane quietly does that too. Shane O'Raja. Um, and I think that Shane, I think Shane looks like a guy that watched college wrestling for a long time and said the physicality, the hanging on the head, the pressure, pressure, pressure is what wins at the college level. And I think he's doing that, but I think he needs to peel off. You're, you're not going to gas Mirren, right? Um, I mean, you're not going to bully Mirren. I think that Shane in general needs to fire off more attacks. And I think um, specifically for this match, he needs to create as many opportunities as he can, because I think he's probably a little bit more athletic. Okay. This would be a big win for Merritt. I mean, he, he's lost three, all three top 10 matches this year. This would be a good win for him. If he can beat Shane on the road at Penn state, I think, but I, I do think mean, Shane wins. I mean, I'm going to take Mirren. 12-4. Uh, so let's go to 57. What do you think, Willie? I mean, they're pulling Levi. 
I mean, I, I've heard that Haynes is having a hard time making 57. I've heard a lot of things. Uh, I, you know what? I call BS on that. I call BS on that. There's you have a hard time making it now. Like, where's he fit the line going forward then? There's, there's, yes, but here, I'll give you a quote of his. Uh, there's a lot, there's been a lot of stuff made about Levi and his size and where, and his growth and where he fits. And, and even by me, like when he was a junior in high school, I'm like, I think he's going to end up being like a 74, right? Well, he didn't, he didn't really grow that much since then. And he was on camera last week saying, and he said, I walk around at 65. It's not a hard cut but I would eventually like to move to 65. Okay. If you walk around at 65, you, that's not even a cut to 57. I don't want to hear about, I don't want to hear about uh, it being a tough cut. If you walk around at 65 and you wrestle 157, that's not even a cut. That's just like an extra workout. And so he, I, he's going to go. And I, I think Kobe, I think Kobe is a problem for everybody. I think he's going to, over the course of his career, pull some upsets and and be a boomer bust guy. He's gonna he's gonna I like the same thing I think about Pinto. He's gonna beat some big names, but he's gonna have some weird losses. I think that's what Kobe is. I'm gonna take Levi here, but I know that Kobe could win this match. So I I have a if you look at the strengths of the Levi, I mean that win he had against Model was impressive. Getting the legs scored that many takedowns. And the thing I was super impressed with last week, I know it was an overtime, but uh, Lewin had him dead to rights five or six times getting his legs. And he did an extraordinary job actually getting his legs back. Um, but Kobe goes up his legs a lot. And it's been, when, when Levi gets the legs, his finish percentage is really high. I don't like this matchup at all for Iowa. I think this can get out of control, out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. Like I – and, and but you know it's also the first time you're feeling Seabrex, so he's got some funk that you've never felt before. Funky. That's always the dynamic. Um, I think I think I think he, Levi's a favorite here. I mean, just just watching last week. I mean, of course, Pete Rod number one, but a lot, lot of giving up his legs. Um, well, I try to I try to pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, people were super hyped about Facundo and Levi last week against Michigan. And it's true. They're coming. They're going to be contenders. They're going to be contenders. But where they stack up right now, I don't know. Um, so you guys both, you kind of skipped over, though. You definitely both think they're pulling yeah. Levi's red shirt. I mean, if you're going to listen, if those even think about pulling it, they're going to pull this duel because it's just in a, I mean, if you're looking at Penn State, the big picture, do they, on paper, do they really need Levi to win the national title of the state tournament? Probably not. Oh, I think even. No. I think Levi wants to go. I think Levi wants What's to wrestle. go. I think Levi, I, I think there was confirmation with the win over uh, Luan. And I think he goes hundred percent. I do think, Willie, I think I've seen you talk about it recently that they need to change the rules so that the any year red shirt can wrestle okay. five matches. Now, if that rule was in play and I, I hate that it's not in play. I hate that they went through Listen, I understand rules have been in place for a hundred years and that's the way they are. Right. But then when you go and tinker with the rules, when you go and tinker with the rules and make, okay, red shirts can wrestle, but they can't wrestle unattached, but they can wrestle five dates and you tinker with rules and make changes and then fail to see the benefits of other adjustments. Like anybody in any grade that's red shirting can have five dates and remain in red shirt, they, they missed a huge opportunity there because, of, and, and here's why, I mean, you, you guys know why, but how it applies to this duel. If that was the case, then Spencer and RBY are in play. Why? Because Iowa could put in Drake. They're not listen, but, but still, I don't, I don't, I think the reason it was put in just red shirt freshman only is because you really can't commit. You really can't compete in opens anymore because you can't compete unattached under the new like academic thing for, for wrestling. I think that's what was like the consolation for these guys to get matches in the first semester. Yeah. I, I understand that, but they, that was self-imposed. They put that rule in there. 
Well, yeah, because the, the attrition rate wrestling is the worst of any sport in college. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's – I mean, they do it in football. You can play in, like, four games and still be redshirt. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, when – I don't know. When Iowa wrestled um, Nebraska, wouldn't it be cool if we saw Murin versus Ridge? But under these rules, you can't. So I think that Levi goes – I'm giving the edge to him on paper – it's like the third match in a row where I think there's an edge and it's very slim. But I will go. I don't, I don't agree with the slim part. Like I, I just think matchup wise. I think this. I just think that this could be bonus points for Penn State. Okay. I, okay. You're right. I think you're right. However, let me let me adjust my phrase. I think Kobe's dangerous. I think hundred percent. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I'm going Levi too. Weird. All the all the coin flips, Bass. Just put a blue shirt on. It's fine. Well, why wouldn't I? Why <laughs> wouldn't I? <laughs> so I have it. What do I have it? 12 7 at the break. How's Facundo's graded fifth? Who knows? And Kennedy's fourteenth. Uh, well, it's because Facundo beat Lua, uh, Amin. Cameron Amin. That's why. It's just uh it's just lack of and his only loss was to David Carr. It's just lack of um top ten competition. Yeah, it's a lack of opportunity. It's not really there's not enough data on him, right? So uh Kennedy... so is Caliendo ranked ahead of is he rated fourth then? Because he beat uh Griffith. Well, the problem with that is Caliendo has all losses. Facundo doesn't. Okay. Although I, I think Facundo's ranking makes sense. He lost. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Oh, fellas, get your bill out. There's a big dough in my front well, yard. Facundo, I don't think so at all. Look at look at what's returning at 65. You think Facundo, Facundo also lost last year? Facundo lost to Caleb Fish, who he beat this last week. And okay, so let's we're at 65 now. We're talking Kennedy. And Facundo, and this is a major toss-up for for people. And again, just like Levi, great win against Luan, but Luan is notoriously a low scorer. I mean, I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. No, Levi beat Luan, right? And it's it's a so just like just like Levi and Luan, I'm like, okay, Levi's a thing. We'll pump the brakes on just it was just one match. Same thing with Facundo and Amin, right? Facundo wrestled two matches last weekend. One went to overtime. So he wrestled about no, they both went to overtime. Yeah, they both did. So he he wrestled like 16, 17 minutes. You know how many takedowns he got in those 16, 17 minutes? Two. One. Oh, one. Yeah, one. One. Okay. So we know he has a defense. He has to be able to score. Um, he has to learn to be able to score a little bit more often. And his thing is good defense. He gets in on shots, but it, he gets in on shots in ways that aren't. Um, he gets in, but then he's not in a great position to finish. And so um, I'm taking Kennedy. I'm taking what Kennedy. was Kennedy um, Hamidi's match last week? I missed that one. It basically looks like a mean. It looked like a mean and Hamidi's match, where Hamidi was ready for the roll at the end of the match. He got the leg, and stuffed it and scored, and he got leg passed by Hamidi and taken down. I, I think that Hamidi's Hamidi's funk and and creativity gave Kennedy problems. That's what I saw. Right. Other than that, um, Kennedy stayed in there with him pretty good, and I don't know that Facundo has that. Rolling around, scrambling ability. But what, uh, what we see, what we see out of Kennedy historically, like he came out against um, uh, Bronco that had a, a good win over Peyton, um, uh, the guy from West uh, Peyton, what's the guy from West Virginia? Peyton Hall. Peyton Hall, right? And and he scored points right away. We didn't see that last week. Maybe it's because of Hamidi, maybe not. But and we've seen it against him against Facundo, who's never won. I know it's two years ago now. He came out and scored right away, like. If it's a slow scoring first period, I'm at the end of the first period. Like if you're doing DraftKings live odds, if there's no takeouts in the first period, I'm, I'm it goes heavily to Facundo. I agree with that. I agree with that. 
But I think that Kennedy is going to create more opportunities. Like Facundo will probably be in on a leg three or four times. Kennedy will take eight attacks. And so... Facundo does a good job keeping space where a lot of Kennedy's attacks come from ties, right? There's going to be some strategic things here. Like, I don't... I don't really see either, either one of them riding each other. No, no, I don't either. I mean, I think it really comes down to this. Does Kennedy score in the first period or not? If it comes down to a score late in the match or in the overtime, you take Facundo. I agree with those kind of running odds. And, and if that's how it plays out, um, I, I get, if I'm a Penn State fan, I get more confident if it's a scoreless first period. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go Kennedy, and which makes it for me 15 7. Yeah, I'm going to go Facundo. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Facundo just had a nice top 10 win at home. We haven't seen it out of Kennedy yet. I think Kennedy. That's not true. Abs- Bronigo was top 10. Who? Bronigo after the Midlands. Bash don't even know who Bronigo is. I must be blanking on that match. Illinois, I the Illinois kid. Yeah, I don't remember that match at all. Um, yeah, after seeing Facundo last weekend, like you said, Willie, 16 minutes of wrestling. I think he looked looked really, really good. Call it Penn State bias or not. I, I give the edge at home to him. But both those like matches if, could have went the other way, though, right? Agreed, 100%. I also think if this was in Iowa, like, fellas, when we did the pre- last year, I was giving more edges to Iowa guys because it was at Iowa. If this match is at Carver-Hawkeye, I think I pick Kennedy here. At Penn State, I'm taking I'm taking Facundo. You got three freshmen, that are, I mean, basically three three first year guys in the lineup for Penn State right in a row. It's a yeah. it's it's a different. I mean, I know they wrestled Michigan there last weekend, but this is a different. different this is huge, definitely. Yes, however, um, Penn State gets better in big moments. That's sort of, why yeah. I'm going with them. I there's if there's, if there's a team in the country who gets rattled in big moments. It ain't Penn state. So let's go to 74. These two, these two mats. I mean, I think they're both obviously favored uh, Penn state, but I don't see Sirachi. I don't see Sirachi score bonus points on. So I was just going to bring up WrestleStat has Carter and Aaron both getting majors here, which is. So do you guys, obviously everybody thinks Spencer gets the pin. The question at a lot of these weights, Roman, Carter, Brooks, which I think we all pick all three of them, there's a a question there about bonus points. Are there any matches you guys think there's going to be bonus points for Iowa if they win, except for 25, obviously? No. No. Uh, And I don't give... uh, I really like the fight that Nelson had against Labriola. I don't give Starachi bonus points here, but I do give AB. Yeah, that's fair. I, th- I think Brooks gets a major. Um, He's never majored before, but I can. I mean, you could see that definitely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Carter's low key this year. He's got 90% bonus. Um, only one match that was non-bonus this year. Julian Broderson, right? Yeah, that was a 5-1 win. That was the only one that wasn't bonus. I mean, that was his closest. I mean, I know he's a two-time national champ. Uh, probably one of the toughest like, overall Nelson, competitors. Nelson's hard. Nelson's hard. Nelson's hard to wrestle. I mean, keep in mind, remember Nelson Nelson had that lead on Eric Brooks two years ago in the in the Big Tens. I mean, not saying that's going to happen either, but this is a huge fight. His defense is good. Track record. Look at Nelson's track record. He just wrestled Labriola to a 3-2 match. He lost 3-1 last year to Hayden Heidley. Uh, he, he had a lead one time on Aaron Brooks. Um, I, I don't I, – Carter Strachey might be my favorite wrestler in the game. I love him, but I don't see major here. I agree with that. I go decision Penn State. Yeah, I, I'll, I think Carter wins. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be right on the edge of a major or not a major. I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's a, as close as the Broderson match. I think it's more. It's going to be like he's a point or two away from a major. Can he get it or not? I don't know. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, I could see five two. Something like Nelson's, that. Nelson's hard to score on. 
super hard to score um so if you give seven seven 14 what do i have 14 i think i think i think brooks i think this is a real you know asado's 14-01 got pinned last weekend this is a match like it could be it could be major or who knows what happens i mean where's david asado's head going to this you know what i mean I, I I just think um, Aaron Brooks is heavily favored. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like we seen him get pinned last weekend. <laughs> you know. Uh, I just think what's it, it, if the scenario plays out the way I have it, and it won't because uh, that's that's why we watch wrestling. Crazy stuff happens. Um, but if Penn State is trailing, and you're Aaron Brooks and you're at home, I think you try to put it on. I think you try to put it on. And and I think that that was, that was good insight there. The way the way I the way I see it, I, I was leading at this point. You guys remember the Carter um, Kemmerer match at Big Tens? Mm-hmm. Carter um, or <laughs> Carter Kemmer, Carter Kemmer at Big Tens. Kemmerer won that. Kemmerer medical forfeit. <laughs> Kemmer. Yeah, that was after his shoulder blew out when he wrestled the guy from Nebraska. Oh, yeah. last year. Yeah, two, last year. Don't start about medical forfeit. Two two years ago, Kemmerer won seven two. Yes. No, I, I was looking at Carter versus Iowa, and I think it all. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to heavyweight. All right, well, well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So, you guys lean decision Carter. I'm, I, decision Carter, and I'm going Major Brooks. That's what I'm going. I'm going fifteen right. fourteen. Iowa leads going into 97. How do you have it, Bash? I mean, wise, I have no clue. He has you have no clue because you just you went straight blue. <laughs> it's and something six. <laughs> it's something six. <laughs> you just pulled the lever for all Democrats. Boom. Blue. The funny thing is, is it's like, and obviously, yes, I'm a Penn State fan. I have a Penn State bias. But all these picks, it's not like there's, oh, you're stupid. You picked. Penn State stupid. here. No, I'm saying like somebody listening. Nine to one. I'm just saying somebody listening is going to say about one of my matches. Oh, how like it's it's going to be hard if you're objective to say, how could you possibly pick Penn State there? The matches you guys are picking aside from 25, you've you've said the two matches or three matches that you guys are picking Iowa. It could go either way. It's I not think, like I don't think any of your individual picks are it is funny grouping them all together. I just think for I, them, think, I think there's only five sure matches here. To win all of them. And they get 25, 33, 74, 84, and then you have six coin flips. Okay. So, so Brooks by major, I think, too. Will you think Brooks by major? I think Brooks majors them. And I think it's. Uh, all right. 15, so Warner, Warner, Dean. 15, oh. 14. I have 15, 14. If it would be that, Pencil sweep the last two. Who does? So. This is Under my scenario with my picks. Penn State needs to sweep the last two. So this is where it gets interesting because wrestle stat, and I don't understand this algorithm, but now you're against it. It's not big. No, I'm not. I'm not for against it. I just don't understand. Like, so wrestle stat has Jacob Warner over Max Dean five, four. And then underneath it, it says verse opponent, Jacob Warner, oh, and two. And Max Dean is two and oh against Warner. So it's just an interesting pick. I think this is 100% a coin toss. The last two times they wrestled was 3-2 at NCAAs and 8-3 last year at the duel. This is a coin flip. I'm going to pick Dean because I'm a Penn State fan, but I think this is a coin flip match. I think it's a coin flip match. Um, You know, there was... Dean beat him close. Got him in the bow and arrow last year for four at the end, right? Dean beat him close... But there was one time where where it, a close match sort of opened up. It was it was at the bow and arrow match where it was a duel. He got the turn for fourth. It was yeah. But Warner was leading before that, right? It was like two. And gave up a takedown and a turn at the end. So right. six. So points. the score was a little bit misleading because he got a late turn. But they've both been close. Um, I'm going to take Dean at home, and. Um, because he's two and zero against him, he's got the job done. It doesn't matter if it was close or not. I mean, it's a coin flip match, but you go to the guy that's two and zero. And Warner's not wrestling great right now. He's not wrestling. I a lot of Iowa fans are not even giving Warner like they're taking Max Dean next topic. I don't think it's a next topic match. 
And no, I don't, I don't think, think it's the next topic at all. Is, I don't think that Warner's wrestling is bad as what the Hawkeye fans are making it out to be. That being said, you do, I mean, people want to say, well, Warner lost. He's not wrestling this, right? He shouldn't have lost to that guy. I mean, Max lost to Ethan Laird, zero-time All-American, okay? So yeah, they both got they, Max lost to Cam Caffey last year, right? So there's um, there's pros and cons on each side. That being said, the matches have been close. They both went Dean's way. Dean's at home. Dean beat Bastida too, right? Dean did not. yeah four one. I didn't say no. Did they wrestle the no, duels couple, last month? They wrestled at collegiate duels. Max won four to one. Which for oh. me is impressive. Like, here's the thing. Like, Warner's kind of same thing. Like, if you look at his track of victory last year at NCAs, is he was getting riding time. He got turns, right? I think the Mac components probably uh, negated Russell and Dean and maybe goes even advantage Dean there. Warner has to get a takedown. I mean, it's again, you can't wait to the end and try to like sneak one at the end. But on, on the flip side of that, it's kind of a catch 22. It's like, like he beat Schultz the first time he ever beat him was. He turned him right. Um, lost him at Big Tens, but we've also seen you know him get a lead. He's got, he's got to score a take on first period. Period. If, if it goes second period, same same thing as Kennedy match. If yeah. it goes second period zero zero, it's it's not looking good. Well, Warner has become, or I mean, I guess he's been this way for a while, really, against elite guys. Is he, he's he's very counter reliant. So if you're Dean and you take attacks. You maybe take less attacks, and if you do, you take really safe attacks. Um, but yeah, I'm going Dean, so that you know makes it 17 15, which for me makes a winner take all heavyweight badge. I agree with that. Me and Feller, our picks are exactly the same, Feller. And then I'll and I'll and I'll take cast in the finals Oops. or in the, in the final match. So Feller's has the Hawks win 18 17. That's not being Homer. I mean, there's obviously. I think I think fifty seven could. I also think fifty seven could be a major for Penn State, and you go eighteen eighteen. They win on criteria, right? Yeah. Uh, and and Bash, you got Dean. Yeah. And you have Penn State winning forty eight to six, correct? <laughs> Something and, to six. And, yeah. and here's why. And here's why I have cast over Kurt Fleet is like, obviously we seen the match earlier this year where Kurt Fleet. Turn the tide against them. I just think with the duel on the line, uh, we've just seen historically, sometimes pressure gets to Kurt Fleet. And it, it, some situations that he's clearly the better wrestler and just makes some bad decisions sometimes, overwhelming, anxious, whatever. And I just think I, that doesn't mean that I'm saying that, oh, you know, that's being a homer pick. I just think, I think this is a high emotional match. If it comes down to the duel on this, I'm going Cassiope. I, I don't think you have to be an Iowa fan to have that pick. I mean, Cassiope has beat Kirk a number of times. But again, Cassiope can't stand around. Oh. Again, it's, it's, it's the same thing on all three of those matches. When Cassiope went out and scored, went to that body lock last year, and then Kirk Fleet started to get a little bit maybe desperate, uh, got some situ- positions he didn't want to be in, Cassiope capitalized on it, and then he rode him and kind of got out of hand. He's down, you know, if Cassiope's not attacking in the first period or Kirk's having a lead, I know it's probably like, we'll state in the obvious, but that first period for, for uh, 49 or 65, 97 heavyweight and even 49 are huge. Tell you what, you know, at the top of the show, we said, what weight will they start at? And I sort of poo pooed it. Well, they yeah, asked so me, they start at 25 and this and that. Listen, Kirkfleet Kirkfleet has lost several, several matches where I think he's the better wrestler. And I think he lost it because of poor decision making. And and it's tough. I'm not I'm not poo-pooing uh Kirkfleet. It's it's pressure packed situations. But he pretty much blew the match in a duel. He pretty much blew the Cassiope match. Now, Cassiope won the match in the duel. He blew the match in Big Tens big time. Yes, but Kirk Fleet had a takedown in the duel, and then he went upper body with Cassiope twice. 
And Cassiope won both positions. Like, why are you doing it? Then at the All-Star Classic, when it appeared like Kirk just completely separated. Double thigh pride. That was a, the duel was a double thigh pride match. Uh, <laughs> but when, when Kirk Lee appeared to, for a second, we're watching, we're like four minutes in and we're like, okay, Kirk has separated from Cassiope. Kirk again kind of stumbled and, and gave Cassiope an in, an in in that match. And it didn't turn out. Cassiope didn't end up winning that match. But then last week, Kirk takes what I think was a sort of sloppy shot and he gets beat by Paris. Um, coupled with the fact that, okay, so Kirk several times has made mistakes in tough, in tough bouts against multiple opponents. Cassiope is on this string of going down to the last match. You have to win or our team loses. And Cass in, in, in uh, Wisconsin. Right. Cass is a veteran Mariana Rivera. He's, he's a closer. We, it's, it's Cass, it's your bust, and we need you. And he gets it done. And what I'm saying is I think Kale knows that. I would not be surprised if Kale preferred not to end at 285. What? And the difference in those matches. What, like what last matches, year, when you say Cassiope's the closer, but against who? Just when the just just when it's on the duels on the line, you gotta win. Yeah, but I mean, who's he wrestling when they're on the line? Well, Hilbert's not bad. He's Hilbert's not bad, bad, but it's not like I think he's just more talking about this pressure situation. They build up the whole time. It's already a big duel. You have a big opponent. I mean, listen, you're 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 two and one against Kirkfleet, and you have a track record of performing under pressure. Three and one, actually. Yeah, three and zero, oh, and then All Star was one. Three and three one. And the, and the difference huh? in those matches is this, though: when Cassiope stood around in the All Star and kind of let Kirkfleet get space and dictate the action, Kirkfleet was comfortable in space; he could pick his spots. When Cassiope pressured him, kind of like we seen last week in Paris, kind of overwhelmed him a little bit. That's when I think he, he's probably made some Ill, ill-advised decisions. So basically, for me, you watch this whole show, and, and I don't know if I was very informative because I have the duel coming down to heavyweight, and it's a coin flip match. So I basically got nothing for you. But uh, look at the, hey, you want to talk about politician come out there? You see no, that come out fast? No, what are you, I'm, talk, I'm taking Cassiope. I'm taking Cassiope in so, 1817. I will win. Okay, I'm really. also saying that I have zero confidence in that. Yeah. No, I, I think Kirk gets it done here. I think that he, him being the number one guy, I think was built up pressure. He was the number one guy. That's gone. He lost to Mason. He came back. I know Kitty wrestled last week wasn't that great, but he tacked him, beat the crap out of him. And I think some of that pressure is off. You want some to talk that, about pressure against a duel against Iowa? It's on you. But you guys are game? okay. So let me ask you this: if the if the duel's not on the line, if if Penn State's up by ten going to the last match, does that change your pick? Yes. So you yeah. think if it's a close duel, Cassiope gets the win. Okay. If the duel's not on the line, you give it to Kirk. He just changes the dynamic of everything. It definitely changes the, the dynamic. I, I'm, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if Kale does not want to end with 285. Willie, what about the question I just asked, though? Um, if it's not, if the duel's not on the line and Cass wrestles Kirk, I mean, it, I, I think the match is a toss up, regardless. I think the matches. I mean, let's just look at it. It's the Cass is three and one against them. Yeah, I, I see both sides. I don't think there's a wrong argument. Kirk got the last win. Kirk also looked flat against Mason. You know, I I get both sides of the argument, and I know for those keeping score, I just picked nine straight Penn State wins. I do think there's going to be an upset in at least one of those. I think there's a lot of close matches and it's going to be there's I think there's like seven unranked guys in this duel, six or seven or undefeated guys. It's a lot of 
and there's at least a couple head to heads in there. There's five NCAA champs. It's, it's going to be great. Bo beats, if Bo beats real, if if uh, Van Ness beats Murin, if Kobe beats Levi, everything gets shifted, right? The the, the energy, the the I don't know if you want to call it strategy, but the 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 temperature in the room changes, right? As a Penn State fan, I wish this duel is at Rec Hall. I have no- Why is that? I think it's a harder place to wrestle. It's louder. It's uh, there's a bit more of you're on top of the guys. Like the fans are on top of. Tom said yesterday's press conference that at the Rice Jordan that they move those chairs right about one foot on. T- it goes. It's interesting. You got, from from the visitor standpoint, they're right on top of you. Yeah, I I think Rec Hall personally, I think Rec Hall is more of a home advantage than Bryce Jordan. Just the way the arena is, I just, I think Rec Hall, the best duel I've ever gone to was Penn State, Ohio State, five years ago, six years ago, whenever it was. That Penn That's State got the, that Penn State got the the, the win. Nolf was injured. That was best duel. That that environment. There's always favorite. there's always drama. I mean, there's always a big thing. This you know duel like two years ago, was Roman and, and DeSanto when he injury default or defaulted out, right? Last year we had Shoegate, right? Again, <laughs> took off the shoe. <laughs> uh, there'll be no, there'll be, uh, we had this uh, Strachi and Kemmer where they rewarded the two, then they took away the two. Um, there, there's going to be some high energy here, there's no doubt. But I think there's mutual respect on both sides. I think both people uh, understand this duel is what wrestling's all about. Oh, yeah. The, the, the amount of viewers that will watch it will be huge. This is the highlight of, of the regular season wrestling for all things wrestling period. I think I saw somewhere that only three of these matches have taken place before. Really? Yeah, you have, Kurt, you have a bunch of new. You have a bunch of new. Yeah, Kurt, on both sides, there's a bunch of new guys in there. So who, I think who, the final three are the only ones that have happened before. Correct. Wow. That's interesting. The first seven, 25 through 74, have never happened before. And a lot of them, like... These are matches, especially like you look at Bo and Real Woods. They're ranked two and four. You got um, Facundo and Kennedy. You've got Shane and Mirren. A lot of these matches could happen again at like Big Tens or something. Maybe NCAAs. Like it's fun to see them. This now. is the, this is the dynamic though that like you know these these as Willie calls them mouth breathers get on these tyrants about oh this is why they need to move the national title to a dual meet format. If you put these same lineups in, in a tournament format right now and say, okay, project right now how, how the lineups are, you're probably looking at 50, 60 point difference. Look at the discrepancy. Like we're going back and forth. The whole world, the whole wrestling community is so amped up for this duel. And yet look at the discrepancy between this, that's going to be great. And the projected team points right now where there's a big gap. It's, it's, it's night and day between um, it's night and day between dual format and tournament format. They're just two different animals. Well, it, it's uh, it's also like the duels are great for the time being. There'll, have, there'll be some sound bets on Monday, but then afterwards, like I said to both of you guys, people forgot who won <laughs> Big Ten tournament last year. It wasn't Penn State. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you go to NCAAs and there, there's a different gap. Um, is this the biggest gap or differential we've seen in a one-two as far as how close it could be for a duel and how wide points are at tournament? When you look at NCAA, the NCAA scoring, though, right? Like, like RBY, if you had 10 seventh-place finishers on a team, right, you have a, collectively a good team, it would be a great duel team, right? RBY and one other guy that gets maybe seventh, I'll score them at the national tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that gets seventh place, an All-American, hell of a feat, they're scoring an average like three and a half, four points, where first is 23, 24 points. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why if you look at Penn State, and I've said this some purple in the face, what they've done a great job is, 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 is Kayla's done a great job having five guys that are going to be top three at the NCAA tournament. And he has the next wave of guys coming through. And when that wave gets through, good luck. Yeah, that, but that's uh, that's often a criticism. Uh, that's easier said. But the year I won, it was the same difference. So they had five guys, what four or five guys in the finals. 
plus four in finals, plus the Sano to third. Yeah. Yep. So the, the mantra that you need 10 guys to win at the NCAA tournament anymore from a team race is, is not correct. It's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, uh, Bash. Here comes the spoil to Bash. He's What's coming up, right in with his Hawkeye Wrestling Club shirt, his black and yellow colors. Izzy. What's up, fellas? We went through our pick. What is your picks? What is your picks? What is Penn State Iowa do? You know what? I'm just checking into my flight, baby. I'm getting ready to head out to Penn State State College, baby. And you know what I'm going to be? Hey, and you know what I'm going to be repping, baby? Oh, <laughs> these colors right here. These colors don't bleed, baby. Hey, hey you know, you know, going back to it was it's kind of like two against two now because I remember like last year about this time, last year about April, the, the two on the left were, were saying about you know real was going to go to Penn State and then I was swooped in. Hey, listen, hey, man, if he was at Penn State, Bash might have picked him. If he was at Penn State, Bash would have picked him for a major. We know the rules. Hey, listen, fellas, I just wanted to jump on quick, say what's up. Izzy, give us us run through. What's the keys to the duel, Izzy? Give us your picks real quick. Go 25 through heavy. Uh, 25 pin, Spencer Lee. Um, it's going to be interesting that 133-pound uh, weight test, they're such good friends, right? So Teske and Bravo Young are homies. They were in Chicago this, this summer together. Just depends, you know. Is uh, Brody Teske going to roll over for him, or is he going to fight like a son of a gun? You know, that's really the question. And uh, that's a bonus points. That's two or three bonus points right there. That'll be interesting. You know Real Woods is a real man. So he's going to go out there and um, – Bo Bartlett struggled on the bottom before, too, so he better be able to get up if he wants to go, you know, if he wants to exceed his expectations on his own. I like Bo Bartlett, though, too. I'm cool with all those guys, but I'm an Iowa guy, and let's be real about it. Real Wood's going to win there. Van Ness is a stud. Um, That's a toss-up. I think 49, 57, 65, those three matchups right there are toss-ups. Now, I'm not going against – I'm not talking down on Bo Barlett, but I, I, I'm i a real Woods guy. Let's be real there. So um, 149, 57, 65 are going to be huge. Bucundo's a son of a gun. We're in uh, Penn State. We're in their house. It'll be interesting. I'm thinking, um, you know, Jacob Warner's going to come out like a, a ball Who you got fire. there? Who you got, at, who you got at 65? Kennedy or Facundo? I mean, listen, I, I got to take Kennedy. That's just the rules, right? Um, but, <laughs> what about 57? What about 57? Levi Haynes against Colby Seabreck, knowing that Seabreck gives up his legs maybe a lot, and Levi's pretty good when he fish and get to the legs. Seabreck's got, got big old balls on him, and he can do it. He can do some things that other guys can't do, right? So, so I would say this. I will take – I'm taking Iowa for the duel, guys. 18-18. I think Spencer Lee's going to have the only pin. Um, but also, I've seen Penn State roll. I had a really good team um, in high school, and we were supposed to have really good matchups. But our guys came through. Our coaching staff came through. Our preparation came through. And we blew a lot of those teams out. So as much as I'm an Iowa homer here, um, you know, I could definitely see the duel going, you know, 26-13, something like that all. So I could definitely, um, I got a lot of respect for Penn State, got a lot of respect for those guys in that elite level mindset. Um, I'm thinking, eight, like I said, 18-18 Hawks, or um, it could get ugly and I might sneak out the back door. I had an 18-17, Fellers had an 18-17. Uh, real quick, are you taking, because we spent a lot of time on this, um, we were decided, uh, uh, we went back and forth. Are you taking Kirk or Cass? I'm taking Cassiope. I'm taking Cassiope only because I, I feel like that that first duel of the year, uh, that all-star duel was a good match. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Cassiope was trying some new things out there. I think he was trying to work on some, some growth that he had over the summer. And I think maybe it backfired a tad. Um, so I think that um, Cassiope is going to tighten it up. He's going to bring a hell of a hand fight to him. Um, he's going to bring a, a, a fight to Kirkley. Hopefully Kirkley takes a bad shot like he did on Mason Paris. You know, he kind of put his head down against Mason and Mason kind of, you know, won there. So if that Kirkley shows up, uh, I'm taking Cassiope all day. Well, I said that if it comes down to heavyweight and it's, it's an all or nothing at the heavyweight, Kirk under pressure has not done well historically. Like the more pressure gets to him, that, 
I would say that's probably when he hasn't been at his best. Now, if, if, the, if the duel's out of hand by that thing, I think the match changed drastically. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, you know, you just you just know he's got an elite level staff and elite team there. Right. So, you know, we don't want this. We don't want this one to be his coming out party of under pressure. You know, if you're an Iowa guy. Right. Like, yeah, I agree 100 percent. Kirk Fleet, you know, he sometimes he gets a little tight, you know, and doesn't do what he needs to do out there um, under pressure. But you never know. Don't put a lot of pressure on a guy like that. He might pop and explode. <laughs> Izzy, what time you? When do you get into Penn State tonight? I uh, get in early in the morning. I'm on the first flight out. Izzy Martinez, Clay Guida's coming in the house. Corey Clark's coming, baby. We're coming fully equipped. All the Hawkeye fans are coming. We're ready to go, baby. He <laughs> Hey, let me ask you something. What's up, buddy? Who was the roommates? Was it? It was you, fellers. Was it Mark- was me, fellers, Paco. We had, Mark Todd, Perry? we had Todd Manili in there for a while. Was Mark Perry in there? Oh, he, we didn't know Mark Perry was there. <laughs> what How an all-time roommate. I was crew. just with Mark Perry in France the other day. We were just in Nice, France. Um, we were out there with Sunkiss Kids Wrestling. Um, it was an unbelievable experience. Man, Kennedy Blades up 8-0 on the Olympic bronze in like 50 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and, um, you know, old girl tied her up. Showed her she's a woman, threw her on her head, and didn't let go, you know. And and it was a good learning experience for Kennedy, and um, it was just awesome. Mark Perry's the man. He's running. He's he's on these girls, and he's on the guys. You know, he's got a, a disciplined regimen going with those guys, and uh, he has a great relationship with his athletes um, down there. So it was really really fun. Well, I'll tell you what would have been fun. Me and Bash were talking about this before you and Fellers jumped on the call, and if the world today was like it was when you four guys were roommates and there was video no no big problem it's like when they shut this live record off and all of us are talking the same thing will happen big problems because the truth will come out guys let's be real we had a great time growing up iowa city is an unbelievable place to go to school um you know and you've got a couple animals living together some things are bound to happen. Yeah, but it still can't. It still can't be the old way, Willie. Just people just got to shoot straight and 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 not bullshit. That's just how. Oh, it that's why I came, listen. That's why I came on and I didn't go neutral with the Michigan stuff. Even though I love Michigan, I came on. I'm a real dude. Everybody knows that. I'm an Iowa guy. I love the Hawkeyes. Um, we don't have any guys at Penn State, so I ain't rooting for Penn State, baby. I'm rooting for Iowa. <laughs> well, hey, let's uh. Let's when you get in, let's get a margarita. I don't drink, but uh, he gets sure, in I'll at 9 a.m. <laughs> he just said he's the first flight out. Hey, now that Izzy's going, my plans may change. Well, I'm a mimosa. Let's go, fellas. Fellas, the only thing I would say about this, fellas, is I'm used to taking on a bunch of guys versus me. But if you want to join, let's rock and roll, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah, it's Man, you guys interesting. Are- Oh, it's going to be awesome. I was messing with David yeah, Taylor. I, I was messing with David Taylor yesterday. I texted him and I said, hey, you got a seat for me. And he was being nice to me. And then I said, you know, I'm going to be wearing Iowa gear. He left me on blank. He didn't reply <laughs> back. David Taylor, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, Real quick, speaking of Mark Perry, I'm surprised that wasn't a bigger story that Soriano went back to train with Perry in Arizona. You know, so I, I just, there's a girl in Illinois right now, but I guess her dad wants to go up and challenge one of our best girls, right? So he goes on the internet and like tells everybody his plans. And it's like, guys, you don't want to do that. You don't give elite wrestlers a head start, right? You don't give people head starts to jump into your plans, you know? And, um, you know, Mark Berry and Soriano are on the same wavelength. As crazy as it yeah. sounds, they're, they're, they're both different, right? So it's like, they're not going to give someone else an, uh, a, a head start and figuring it out. And also Mark Berry wants to win. He does not going to brag about grabbing him. He wants to get him, get him better and win and beat Gilman and beat. Oh, yeah. He's, and, he's got you know, that he wants to be, no He that. wants to do those. You know, they don't want to create a scene right now. They want to create a scene after they win. Um, and you know what? I can't blame him. You know, I like Soriano. He was awesome. Him and Kennedy Blades relationship is hilarious. If you go back and look at the, the film from Nice, France, um, Kennedy Blades is cornering Soriano the whole tournament. 
So it's just pretty neat to see Nick, you know, really interact with people. I saw him at Michigan for a year straight, but he really seems at home down there. He has friends. He's interacting. He's so damn focused. He can be yeah, himself. down there at Sunkiss, baby. Here we go. He can be himself. Yeah. What, uh, what size is your boy there? Bash wants to send him a Penn State onesie. No, 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 no. That's illegal. That's <laughs> illegal, baby. You say Izzy, Izzy, we got to get one of your kids to Penn State. The, the streak has got to end. All right, we got to get tell, an Izzy kid at Penn State. What hey, I say, what I say all the time is this. What I tell people all the time is this. You know, Cal's the unbelievable guy, but he knows I'm on the ends over here at Iowa, and I'm not really sure he, um, you know, you know, it's just better business probably to stay away from a guy that's so tight with another guy because when you recruit a kid, you gotta you gotta let their coach coach like me. You gotta let them into their program. I gotta know what's going on. I gotta see the ins and outs. I want to learn from Penn State. So right now it's a little tricky, but I will say this, guys. I got a group of unbelievable young men right now in the gym. I got some 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds that are coming and um, they're open to go. Yeah, he's coming. They're, they're open. We coming. To go <laughs> so we'll see. But you know what? Tomorrow, Penn State, Iowa is going to be awesome for the fans. It's going to be awesome for the people. I'm out, boys. Good to see you yeah. guys. Yeah. I'll see you on the flip side. All right, guys. That's the show. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> and the beat goes on.